Good morning. Here we are at the 60th annual Calvo Bis annual business meeting. And today we have two very special guests with us this morning. Our very own David Spencer and Jim Sayers of the ICC Board of Directors. Welcome, y'all. Thank you. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot from Jim and Dave today. We got to wrangle them in. You know, they they're very reluctant to do this, but you know what? We got them here. So we're and, happy to have them. And we color coordinated yes. so that we would match for everybody today. So that's a good thing. And we do apologize <laughs> for us being a little kind of oompa loompish. Uh, the lighting here is crazy, but we're live and we're here to give you some awesome content. <laughs> so with that, let's kick it off with Jim. Jim, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing great. It's uh, I love coming down to uh, the Calbo event, uh, uh, chasing a little golf ball around on the first day and then uh, getting to meet and greet uh, new friends and and uh, uh, share some time with old friends. So yeah, happy to be here. Very awesome, and how about you, Dave? Oh, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. It's great to see everybody again. Um, I've uh, grown tired of Hollywood squares, you know, of seeing everybody <laughs> on the screen. So it's great to just see everybody and it's uh, great to have, have Cowboy have us here and uh, be part of the event. That's right. You know, we're going to have to trade up those Hollywood squares for Hollywood stars on the screen now, right? <laughs> so one thing we did have, we did have a golf tournament here at Calvo. It was an awesome event. Um, Cecilia almost killed me twice with a golf cart by no. tipping it over. We did run into uh, uh, David and Jim out on the, on the course. So how was your game? How was your game overall? Well, you know, we had it. It was very windy. Yes. So, you know, that gave me an opportunity to blame my bad shots on something. <laughs> so, but uh, and, and on top of that, the wind brought in the uh, dust storm and kind of felt like you were getting sandblasted out there. So for you guys that have never been in a dust storm, just imagine the scene from The Mummy Returns. You know? <laughs> so that's what it was like over here. It was just insane. You saw wind uh, flowing and the wind does hurt. I mean, the dust does hurt when it hits you. I didn't realize that, but it does. Greatest thing about my golf game is it's very cheap because I don't pay greens fees because I'm never on them. <laughs> That's so true. So uh, we're going to dive in a little bit. It's beautiful out here, but we want to know about what is going on with ICC. We have Louisville coming up in just some months. And so what, what are some good things that you want to share about ICC, Xavier? Um, I would say that the vendors are coming back. Some of the normal, I guess, typical things that members are used to are coming back. Um, obviously, things will still be in a transition. There'll be a little bit of hybrid stuff, um, but it will be good to back, back to everybody. Um, good, get to back to code development. That's what I would say. It's, uh, it's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky. And notice I said Louisville, not Louisville. So I'm trying to get this right. <laughs> before I get there, but uh, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, you know fun things that people can do while they're there. Uh, you know, there's just Muhammad Ali Museum. There's the Louisville Slugger. There's the Bourbon Trail. Uh, lots of really neat things in Louisville. And uh, let's not forget the uh, Churchill Downs. So there'll be a lot of fun events for people to attend while they're there. But the main thing, like David just mentioned, it's going to be great to have. You know, more people attending again, and uh, the the expo is something that was truly missed last year. And I think networking is one of the most important components of a lot of these conferences because you know it, it's good to see everybody on Zoom and get to know them, but when you actually get to see them, you know, it's just you can't compare it. Like right now, there's a couple events going on. There's a leadership breakfast going on right now for the chapter.
together to, to even have those conversations so that we continue to grow that educational component. What are some of the exciting things that we're working on currently on some of the committees? Uh, some of the things we're working on the committees? Hmm, I'd have to think about that for a second. Well, you know, one of the one of the important things that we do every year is uh, is the uh, CEO evaluation, uh, where the board the board takes uh, critical, not critical bad, but but uh, but an in depth critical look at uh, at how our CEO is doing. And you know, it's 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 really nice to be able to say that that uh, we we have a great CEO, we have a great staff. Um, it, it really, it really gives us a lot of uh, confidence when we are able to talk to people about that and say, you know, that that we feel like our the leadership on the staff side is is really awesome. Right. One of the other important things we're working on, you know, um, we have the strategic plan, and the strategic plan has been in place. And one of those things is talking about what is the future of ICC, the organization. Um, the organization has to continue to grow, has to continue to develop to you know, do its critical thing, which is support the code development process and all that. So the board is working on considering those things and working with our CEO, Dominic Sims. Um, what is the future of ICC? What does it look like uh, from a corporate structure, those kinds of things? And I hope that the membership sees that we as a board have done those things to make sure that the organization remains sustainable long-term and is there to support the members and the co-development process. Right, absolutely. And, and that's that's one of the biggest, I think, components for me when I first um, got involved with ICC starting early in my career is understanding the certification component, the training component, training opportunities. But being a part of the board shadow program a few years ago just was a huge eye-opener for me because I got to meet a little bit more in depth of what ICC really truly is about as far as the different pockets of of contributions that it makes to our uh, building safety membership. And in addition to that, to just have a platform to really uh, build up that mentorship component and, and latch yourself onto those that are within this community of building industry professionals so that you can have somebody that you can tap into should you have any questions, should you need that additional mentorship, or if you want to get more involved. Um, so the ELMC is one that I know that I still uh, communicate a lot with as far as I join the meetings and I kind of stay in tune as to what they're doing. Jim and Dave and other board members are actually a staple at those meetings. They join those meetings as well and try to really be in the know as to what it is that they can further support within our organization. Um, but you know what, this wouldn't be a true live if we didn't peel back some of those layers of that onion. So we're going to actually get to know a little bit more about Jim, his early years in the building safety industry, what motivated him to get started, how he got started, and a little bit of his journey to today. No pressure, so he, no pressure. No pressure, no, no pressure. Jim. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my story. So I was a building designer, so I came from the design side. I uh, had my own shop, was designing a lot of custom homes, uh, doing some small commercial work, and teaming up with a, with a local engineer to do some school work and prison work. And in uh, 1995, the amount of work that was out there kind of faded, and I needed to find something to, to fill in and also to, to make the ends meet. So I went to the local jurisdiction and uh, said, you need anybody to do any plan review because I, I picked up a plan review cert along the way and, and so they ended up hiring my company to do residential plan review 20 hours a week for a year so I got done with that and I thought you know 
kind of enjoyed it. I think I'll look into it. So I applied for a job in Bothell, Washington, and I got that. Uh, spent seven years in two different jurisdictions in uh, Washington and came back to Oregon as a building official. And from there, um, went from Baker City to Tualatin, and now I'm at Oregon City, a building official there, a, a jurisdiction of about 40,000 people. It's uh, it's a neat community. It's an old community. A lot of historic buildings. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy enjoy the industry. Yeah. You know, it's it feels good to be able to help somebody get to yes on their dream project. Yeah. You know, it. We all. You can get caught up in the whole. You know, we're just reviewing plans, doing inspections, blah blah blah. But. Uh, to really be helping somebody do what they're going to do once or twice in a lifetime, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's their whole dream. So if we can help them through it, shepherd them, you know, and get to that yes, that sometimes is a little bit of a struggle, but right. it, it feels really good to help people in that manner. Absolutely, you know, and we always say that uh, when we're in this industry, you're not in it for as long as you're in it because. It simply just is a job that takes care of the bills and all the basic necessities. But it really is because we have a direct desire to serve the communities that we, rep we represent and to build the next, um, you know, group of industry professionals that are up and coming. You know, I always say that when we go to career fairs, we have our staple um, presenters. We have our, our law enforcement, our fire inspectors. We have our doctors, our attorneys. And um, one of the things that I'd like to see change in that, that we're actually working on with schools is even bringing in the trades, talking about what the trades are, how that's also a really valuable profession, because we are making sure that we're staying in tune with building safe housing for folks. We're wanting to make sure that we're even continuing the maintenance of it after it's built, really ensuring that that we're providing those housing opportunities within our industry uh, itself. So, um, Dave, what about you? What about me? Well, I actually <laughs> tell people that I was truly born into this industry because my father started his construction business when I was five. And so then I worked for him for many years, all the way up well out of high school, probably 10 plus years or so. And then I left for a little while, came back. So I spent probably 20, 25 years and in my mid-30s, I had gotten to a point where I kind of had a natural knack to try and learn more about the codes. And truly and honestly, in my environment, um, it felt like I didn't believe all of the things I was being told that I needed to do. Um, so I decided I'm going to get into it myself. And I found out once I got into it, 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 most of everything was truly they were trying to do it. It was very rare. Um, but it was really about what I called the presentation, how they were presenting it. So I got an inspector job, had a building official, took a chance on me, worked for him for a while, went back to a county that I grew up in, worked for them. The economy took a uh, you know downturn, big downturn, found myself unemployed for the first time in my life at about 37 years old and decided to move to uh, the west side of Seattle and worked in some jurisdictions, building official there. And I've always taken the mindset of, you know, we're supposed to be the experts. So we need to help people understand and teach them. Cause I think if you teach them about the code and the things they want to do the right thing, maybe what they're doing is what they've learned, how they've experienced it. And maybe they don't understand it, but if you help them and they start to understand it, 
inherently most human beings want to do the right thing and it will actually make your job easier you got to put time and effort in in that beginning um and the other thing that i've done in my career is honestly try and promote others um I've had people that have been plans examiners for me that I've encouraged are now building officials, um, all kinds of things like that. And they tell me I wouldn't be there without you. I'm like, no, you just needed somebody to encourage you. You, you already had it in you. And so I really enjoy that part. So my part is, you know, being building official, uh, serving in an operations role right now, helping others. Um, I enjoy helping others and getting, like Jim said, help them through that process. Finding a way to a yes doesn't mean that you forgo code or this but helping them understand they say well i want to do this and you say well you got to do this and they say i don't want to do that part well did you think about if you change this a little bit and they may well i don't want to change i will encourage them to take all of that information go think about it for a while and come back with what they believe they would like to have within the process we need to do and i think that that they feel that they have options that way you, you know what, um, Dave, you, talk, you and Jim both touched on something very special because a lot of times the building department is the first point of contact that a homeowner has, whether they're getting a permit and, you know, you said you wanted to get them to yes. A lot of people, you know, they don't get permits. Some people do get permits. You want to make it as easy as, as possible for them to realize that dream of theirs, right? The other portion is, you know, going out and working with the contractors and you're that public face. You're always working with the, you know, letting them know, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be done. This is why it needs to be done. You guys become stewards of, you know, your profession, which is very, you know, it's, it's a very good thing. And then you touched upon, you know, molding the next generation of people and encouraging them. I remember when we started this podcast, you're one of our first guests. Horrible technical problems, kind of like a little bit like today, but still. That's what happens when you do it from a car. Right? And we're doing it live from, uh, from Rancho Mirage in a dust storm. So, hey, bear with us. But end of the day, you know what? I We really appreciate that. And not only that, but both of you took a step forward in joining the actual board, running for the board. And that's a scary thing because, you know what? It, it kind of goes like, wow, now I have to get support from all these chapters and I do this thing. But the bigger picture is you know, now you're giving back to your members. And I think that's a very admirable thing. So, you know, for both of you, how did you guys actually, you know, decide, hey, let me run for this big 70,000 member board? Well, for me, it was when I attended my first ABM, I met I met a gentleman named, uh, um, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> Gilbert Gonzalez, I'm sorry. I feel bad that I forgot his name for a second, but um, Gilbert became very special to me. He he noticed that I was new. He could tell I was new because I was walking around probably just going, where am I going, what am I doing? And um, he came up to me and he said, stick with me, I'll show you around. You know, he didn't need to do that. I was just some stranger. He was very, very kind, very helpful. Um, he later ran for the board a couple of years later and was, was elected. And you know he became a mentor for me somebody that i wanted to emulate um, there were others too but uh, gilbert was just he just stuck out to me um i decided that one day i was going to run for the board and i was looking forward to serving on the board with gilbert um unfortunately in uh, 2016 gilbert passed away um, miss him so much but uh two years later i was elected to the board um Get a little emotional about that but uh you know he's uh 
He's somebody that means a lot to a lot of people in our industry because he was one of those people that had a heart, really had a heart for the people that he worked with and worked for. And uh, I think that's where the mentorship part of what I enjoy uh, came in because he mentored me, others mentored me, and I feel it's, uh, I don't want to say duty because it sounds like you have to do this, but but I have this 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 compulsion to be able to help others become better at what they're doing and be successful. And uh, so I, I, I take a lot of, uh, I don't want to say pride either. You've got to be careful with these crazy words. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, this industry gave to me. Yeah. And so I feel like now I get an opportunity to give back. And you know what? When we do these segments, I mean, they're live, so they're raw. I mean, you know, what you're feeling is, you know, we, we see it. I mean, you're here talking to a big audience about, you know, about giving back, whether, you know, whether it's your duty or not. I mean, we do this because we love promoting people. We love putting out the information for anybody that's watching. It's just that that's what we do. That's what you're doing here today. You know, you're here at ABM. You didn't have to come to ABM. You too. You guys are here on your own accord. And you know what? You're networking with the members, and that's something that, you know, not a lot of folks do. It's important for us to say, hey, you know what? You see that lost person. You're looking around. We see that all the time. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, hey, come on, you're one of us. And, yeah. you know, last night we had, well, two nights ago, we had a, we're just shoot, shooting the breeze around a dinner, and we're just talking shop to what? To, we almost got kicked out of the, <laughs> of the dining room because we just were so into our, our talk, and it doesn't even feel like work, but it's work, and we love it, and that's what we do, right? Right, right. So for me, I would say I, when I moved to the west side and I was building official the jurisdiction, and I had a gentleman, his name is John Darnell, and he had served on the board. Um, now retired, and, and I kind of translated into, he was probably the one at the time, he, little engine that could. Maybe I just didn't know where I was going, and he kind of said, hey, did you ever think about, and I got involved in examined testing committees and things like that, and then I was on government relations in Washington, and the year that Guy Tumberland was there, I uh, received code official of the year 2015 in Washington, uh, so I really got to know Guy Tumberland. Um, I actually went on a fishing trip, believe it or not, um, when Cashel Chevy came out. So just being um, with people, people saying, hey, did you think about, hey, let's go this way. Bringing people along that said, you know, introduce me to people. And over time, what happened is they saw something in me and they recognized something in me. Maybe I didn't even recognize it myself or maybe I didn't even realize at the time what the possibilities were and started going to the code development hearings you know getting to know people like bill bryant and all of those things jay alvatar and just getting to know those people and they saw something in me and they started saying hey have you ever thought about did you think and it was basically a five-year journey for me to get to there and now you know people come up and they say hey mr spencer this that and i said hey i'm just dave i'm just dave i'm just yeah i i come say hi to me i'll say hi to you will encourage you to be there. Um, maybe maybe you don't want to be on the board. Maybe you want to be on an examined testing committee. Maybe you love code development. Whatever your passion is, there's tons of opportunity in, in all that we do. Yeah, and, and it reminds me of my, my military. I was in the Navy and, you know, sometimes you call a chief, hey, hey, sir, he goes, I work for a living. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd love to add that 
David and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, we we both worked for uh, Region Two of ICC. Um, we went through the chairs together. I was president while Dave was vice president, and and it's been uh, it's been a great friendship, and it's 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 great to see. David be successful. I've enjoyed uh, the opportunity to be successful and, and have the opportunity to be to serve on the board of directors. Um, there's a tremendous uh, amount of uh, knowledge and uh, expertise of people that are there, and I'm not just talking about you know ability as a as a, in code development. The people that really care about the organization and the members that. Uh, that make up that organization and it just it's an honor to be part of it wait and to that point um jim you you mentioned that you and david have known each other for a long time when did you first meet where did you first meet oh i don't know exactly where we first met we we obviously you know oboa or wabo we kind of would see each other here and there and then when region two was kind of formed we were kind of there at the beginning um we served uh, on some little, you know, some chairs, you know, mm -hmm. of some things, uh, government relations chair or code development chair. And then as the time went along, us being involved, others encouraging us to be involved, I think it would be the same thing. Those that formed Region 2 kind of saw something in us and kind of said, hey, you you need to move up. There was that encouragement, you know, and I, I think that that's what we've done beyond. We've, we've now, since we've left the Region 2 thing, we're still involved in Region 2. Um, we definitely stay back from that. We, if they ask, we advise or give them a little bit of history, but we, Region 2 runs Region 2, and we're there to just give them some, I guess, history of why we might have done what we did or what we did, but I, I would say our friendship was before that, but we spent so much time together. Our, our friendship even has gone beyond that now, you know, and I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's what a day that, well, there's probably a day. I think there's at least two, three times a week we talk to each other on the phone. Yeah. And it, and it may be about a board thing or maybe a region two thing, or maybe him and I are just checking in with each other about how things are going with his wife or my wife or his dogs or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's the beauty about this industry is that you never know who you're going to meet and you never know whether that's going to be a, a lasting friendship or how long you'll know each other. But, but this is a true testament of that, coming in, networking, building your friendships. It goes beyond just saying, you know, I, I, I know somebody in the industry in Florida or New York or, you know, California. It really solidifies even friendships where you rely on each other a lot as far as, you know, shooting back and forth, you know, uh, any conversation about a, a particular thing that may come up that you want a little bit guidance on, but really honing in on that friendship component. So one of the things that really stood out for me was the accessibility component to even this industry. And a lot of the times, for those of us that are fairly new, we tend to be a little shy, a little bashful. We're like, oh, I don't know if I want to approach the board. I don't know if they're approachable. They're the ICC board. How do I how do I go up and say hi and introduce myself? But as you can see, they're very approachable right it's all about hey come on over say hi they're gonna talk to you they're gonna say what, what's your name what are you about where are you from and the accessibility is what I really enjoyed about ICC is that you can't just go up and say hey I'm, I'm so-and-so I I saw you from afar I'd like to get to know you a little bit more 
um, can I email you? Can I call you? And we've met when I was at the board shadow program, and now now I'm like stuck to them because I'm like I'm, I'm gonna latch on. I think we're kind of stuck to you, right? Laura. Yeah. 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 So it's like, oh, I see that, but I and I want to ask, hey, how's it going? How are things? You know, and you keep in touch with folks, and that's really what builds this industry up a little bit more going back to the point that i said it's not necessarily just a job per se but it really truly is a career a profession and an everlasting friendship with those that you meet uh throughout the conference and throughout even this industry itself so uh for for those up-and-coming industry professionals that want to come into perhaps getting involved with icc how would they do that how would they reach out to a board member if they had questions i i, I think like you just said understand that we're we're just everyday folks yeah. You know, just like anybody else, and, and we're more than happy to share our story and the things that we think can be helpful. And I, I suppose one of the things that's really, uh, really helpful thing is there, there are periodically uh, calls for committee, you know, and as those things come open, I'd encourage people, and I do on a regular basis, if you have any interest at all, apply. It might not be exactly what you think is the dream committee to be on, but if you're interested in being part of the organization, apply, get involved. You've got, now that you've been on a committee, it, it, like I say, it might not be what you really want to be doing, but it got your foot in the door. And then when the next one comes along, maybe you're getting to do what you really want to be doing and what your what your heart is about. And uh, but that's one of the best ways. The other thing is in code development, it's it's good to be part of the code development process. Um, to uh, have that opportunity during those during those code hearings to get up there on the mic, and it's it's a little overwhelming because those those moderators can be a little scary. I mean, honestly, I get up there and it's like, don't touch the mic. Um, but uh, it's. Those are a couple of things that if people want to get involved, number one, don't be afraid to talk to a board member because we're regular folks. And number two, don't give up if you don't get picked for a committee the first time. Keep after it. It's just right. I had, a, I had a, one of my mentors say to me one time, you know, you have two options. A, a job is a job. job is something that you get paid for. A career is something that you commit to that you can do so many things beyond what is a job and and, and do you want to make it a career and, and that's what i would look at this 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 is my career it, it, my second career i guess you know because i was in construction before and you know like jim said about committees all that i would say you know ask people what it takes um if you have an interest or you know your inspector or your code enforcement come officer comes out um it, maybe you're in that situation but they're there doing their job. It's part of their career. They have a passion about it. And if you ask them about it, they, they'll probably share with you their journey. And their journey may be like your journey, or they may help you with understanding how your journey could begin. And that's really the thing. And the, it's the journey. And I think that's the enjoyment of it is the journey is that you travel on. And you can, I think, along the way, if you're doing the journey, you may find your passion. You don't know what your passion may be now. It may be code development. It may be exam and testing. It may be being in code compliance or code enforcement. I think you'll find your passion along the way. And so don't limit your possibilities. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I, Jim, you mentioned um, how important 
Gil Gilbert, right, was to you with mentorship. And I think it's it's safe to say where I'm sitting right now that Jim and David actually have, you know, folks that look up to them the same way that you looked up to Gilbert. And that that is so amazing to see, you know, really being able to be accessible, really being able to be there for support, as you said, David, just now, that follow up and support. Let me know what you need. Um, starting off from plan review to getting to where he is right now as a board of director, never really understanding that when you start in this industry that you may end up in, uh, as a board of director on ICC, right? Um, and for you, Dave, it, it, your mentor as well. I mean, it just, we are thankful for the Gilberts of the world that, that exist out there that continue to walk in the form of Jim Sayers and David Spencers and P. Roquets and even our very own Debbie Dorsey that's standing here helping us monitor this live. Those are the people that really help build, right? Those folks that really need that extra nudge or that extra push or that, hey, you can do it. You know, keep, keep up the good fight as far as getting your certs. Like, you know, you mentioned, you don't get on that committee, don't worry, keep trying. You're, you're going to get there eventually. It's going to be really good. And so that's, I think, one of the things that I really enjoy about my experience growing in this industry and even more so meeting our board of directors is being able to, to feel encouraged and empowered to do so. One of the things, too, that came out of that is, is a push for continuance of our Women Leaders in Code Enforcement Symposium. And I tell you that, that that was an idea that I had on the back of my mind because I wanted to provide a platform for women to feel comfortable coming into this industry. And when I reached out to ICC, there's not one person on this board that told me that's a bad idea. In fact, they were like, that's great. That's amazing that we want to be a part of that. We want to support you. And for the second day or second year in a row, they supported us in that particular, um, you know, dream to, to put that out there, you know, to be able to be of support to the up and coming professionals and even expand that even so in, in our school system. So I know that both of you do a lot of work with um, even communities. I see a lot of uh, Oregon get, get uh, involved with, I think, is it Chemeca? Yep. Right. And lots of great stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Jim, you talk about Chemeketa. Well, sure. Um, in Oregon. <laughs> I got it. Chemeketa Community College has been around a long time. They're building an inspection technology program. Um, has, has, uh, I'll bet there isn't a jurisdiction in Oregon that doesn't have somebody linked to Chemeketa. Yeah. Um, you know, during the recession times, things, things got tough and they had to close down their program. And uh, since then, it's built back up. And they are, they're just going great um, uh, training up new code professionals that uh, that are filling roles in, uh, in in jurisdictions throughout Oregon Washington Idaho and beyond but uh, one one person I'd like to uh, uh, highlight a little bit and, and you know him is Danny Dabler now Danny <laughs> Danny was uh, president of the uh, Chemeca chapter Chemeca actually has an ICC chapter and he was president uh, he had a had a horrible accident. He's now confined to a wheelchair. But uh, the spirit that this guy has, you know, um, I don't know if it's might sound odd to say this. I don't know if it's a, a blessing in disguise or what. But he has wound up in a position where he is doing remote inspections for Clark County, Washington. Uh, thank you, Jim Muir, for providing that position for him. And it's just the perfect role for him. Mm -hmm. And he's doing great. He loves what he's doing. 
David and I both have had opportunities to go and speak to Chemeketa, uh, had opportunities to swear in their officers for, for different uh, chapter events. Uh, it's a unique um, chapter because the officers are all brand new each year. So they have to start over every year. And last year they were they were recognized as a, with a chapter merit award, which is pretty impressive for a bunch of, of uh, college kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I would say right. that, you know, there's an example of someone that's found their passion, Dan Carlson. Is the is the individual who does that program who's a building official in Oregon and Dan does an amazing job and he is teaching future generations of code officials and to, to tailor off what he said about Danny Dabler I was at a Wabo meeting and Danny's up there and he is presenting in front of the entire Wabo membership about remote inspections and virtual inspections and it was impressive to see what that young man has done and where he is and talking with Jim Mirror Jim Jim talk about a visionary said you know danny wanted to be plans examiner plans examiner and he said you will be an inspector and i remember talking to danny and danny's like i don't know and i said go with it danny go with it and to see what he is being an inspector running their virtual program it is an amazing thing to see and it's cool to just know danny jim and you know all of them that are involved in that process of one individual it's an amazing thing just to watch right you know. if, if i could add one thing about dan carlson i like to blame him for my involvement in icc <laughs> uh, because uh, we were at a region two meeting when he nominated me to run for secretary position okay, so yeah. so i blame dan for, for me getting involved See, and sometimes that's the way it happens, right? You, you you see the talent, you see the exceptional potential in someone, and you're like, I'm going to go for it for you because I know that you'll eventually realize your potential once we get there. So I think that's really great um, that he did that for you, Jim. You know, that going back to Danny, um, I started seeing a lot of his involvement through his certifications and, and he was just knocking them out. I mean, he was going through and studying and I got another cert and another cert. And for those of us that have been in this industry for a while, we're like, oh man, I got to get it together. Danny's really going out there and doing the thing. He's putting us all to shame. But I got to say, Danny, the one thing um, that I know I picked up from your involvement in this industry, um, your dedication to yourself, to your success, but also motivating others, serving to encourage others that perhaps may feel like they can't reach that potential that you've reached. The fact that every time I've seen a photograph with you in it and your, your staple is your smile, that is awesome. That is awesome because a lot of the times folks look up to people and they, you see that smile and that's all you need. Like, oh, great, I got this. Danny did it. I can do it. You know, it goes back to, again, being approachable, being accessible. Um, I know Alyssa Stone, I think, was also in Jamaica and she got her certification. So watching even Alyssa, you know, go through her process, her journey of really focusing and investing in herself has been really great. So. Kudos to Jamaica for doing that. I know I, I'm always watching what they're doing. I'm like, wow, that's really great. Just for you guys that don't know, Cecilia's an avid stalker. So she watches everybody. She's like, hey, why are you wearing that green shirt? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, we, we do pay attention to our industry. Yeah. And, you know, we pay attention 
you know, on, on their rise on the ICC board. I know, David, you're running for uh, an executive board position. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, um, what it is? Well, this year I'm running for secretary-treasurer. Um, secretary-treasurer it comes up this year, and I, I plan to run. Obviously, I've submitted my paperwork. Uh, I'm looking for support. I think the, the important thing about when you're considering running for secretary-treasurer, um, what is the vision of ICC? What is the vision of the incoming president and the you know the incoming? And I would say it is what is the future of ICC? That's what's important to me. Um, what are we looking to in the future? How does the organization remain sustainable? What are the things that we do that we're planning to? Working with the CEO Dominic Sims in planning for that so that we can be there to not only serve the members but also to be there to ensure the code development process continues to be. And those are the things that become important. And are you aligned with that? Are you considering those things? And you got to consider those things when you're going to consider that run, you know? And I, I would say it's really important. One of the things I want to say that I don't, I don't know, maybe that I, maybe the average member, I don't want to say takes it for granted, but maybe doesn't realize. And I would say uh, a couple years ago, we had the opportunity to have one board meeting outside the United States, and we went out to Barbados to meet with Crossview, and they were going to do the solar program. What we learned as a board is in the United States, it was impressive to me to listen to them of how excited they were to work with and partner with ICC, an organization that not only develops the codes, but also provides the training and the certification to go out and implement those codes. and outside of the United States in there, they don't have all of that. They have a building code, but then implementation is different. And they were they were so impressed by ICC that they have all of the components together and they would love to strive to be like that because that ability to do all of those components to service the people, service the people, you know, that service the people and provide all of that thing in one place is amazing to them. And I, I guess for myself at to that point, Maybe I had taken it for granted. I had never realized it because I'd always been around it. Yeah. And it is the International Code Council. So, you know, it's, it's everywhere. So codes are important not only in the United States, but everywhere. We see these uh, earthquakes in Chile that are nine point, nothing happens. And you see one in Haiti that was four point something devastating the whole country for lack of good model codes. You know, um, and you, you ran last year, right? And you dodged the bullet this year, right? <laughs> it, it's stressful for folks. You know, I've been pinned for walking up to gym, you know, different different posters, you know, and it, it, it's a stressful thing. Running for the board is stressful, right? It is, you know, it, and, and it's uh, it's going to be nice to be in Louisville and not have to be on point all the time about uh, about uh, being running for a position. Um, you get to enjoy the ABM. There's so much to enjoy. But, you know, I really have to give a lot of credit to people who rise to that level of wanting to or being asked to run for an executive position. It's uh, it's really important to get the right people in there. And I, anyway, hopefully someday I'll get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we are so grateful that we were able to do this today.
And we thank you all for hanging out with us and, and getting to know a little bit more about Jim and David. And we're glad that we were able to steal them away. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Pete, and thank you, Cecilia. It's an honor because I you guys are rising stars, and it is amazing to watch you. I'm just yeah, I learn more from you than you will probably ever learn from me. I, I would agree. You know, yeah, one, thank you so much. One thing we had a different diversity um, panels this year because I think for us it's important to you know kind of. You know the, the women leaders you know black history month we did a secret a mile panel and you know what it's it's watching all these different folks come into our industry and we come from diverse backgrounds we're so different we, we have different challenges and and it's so important to you know kind of say hey we're all the same we're all here for the same common purpose to uh, have a better built environment right hey. building and safety that's why we have building and safety month uh, we wanted to do a, a national code enforcement training day, but it couldn't happen. So we're here at Cowboy, you know, with uh, some of our industry leaders because we felt important that it, it's important for us to relay the message of how important building and safety is. You know, not only, you know, we, we, we don't get the um, McGruff and we don't get Smokey the Bear, you know, we get David Jim. <laughs> but, but you know at the end of the day to, to us it's very important to get that message out there for those people that you know that want to get into our industry because we have a lot of people that aren't in our industry or you know we have legislators that you know want to understand our industry more on why we do what we do because it's 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 easy to say hey how come you didn't approve my plans i'm like hey you have no windows <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you know so for us it's important to educate the public let them know why building and safety is so important and you know we appreciate the time you took out from Cabo yes. and some other class and learning and networking right. to be with us today well to be with us today and also to highlight this week uh, building and safety month we're talking about careers right in in this industry that would be one of the things too, to highlight is this is a perfect example of what the career in the building safety industry brings you not only the camaraderie but the growth being able to connect with other industry professionals it's really an amazing profession to get into you're only limited by your own imagination that's right and i'll tell you the level of commitment all, all of us we're here mother's day right that's right we're here mother's day so we didn't get to take our significant others or our moms to you know, out, out and about to a nice dinner and stuff. And today's Hispanic uh, Mother's Day. So, Feliz Dia de las Madres. You know, so for them, and yeah, I'm not hanging and out with my mom. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yes, in, all of them. That support us and that are in this industry. Yes. yes. And I have I have to give props to, to Debbie's two boys, my wife. They came over while I wasn't there, fired up the grill, fixed her a steak, brought her flowers. Good job, boys. Yes. That's, what they do. That's what we do. That's what we yes. do. Yes. In our industry, that's what we do. But, you know, but so with that, um, special thank you to Debbie Dorsey, who did our background uh, you know, thank stuff. You, thank you. She's always a trooper. We love her to death. So if you guys never met Debbie Dorsey, she is awesome. Beautiful and awesome. <laughs> With that, anything else? Any closing remarks? I think the closing remark is no dream is too big. Make sure that you tap into your ICC Board of Directors. They're here. You've had two of them today. You see them around. Stop by. Say hi. Introduce yourself. Reach out. We're all here to help. Absolutely. And so with that, thank you so much again. Hope you enjoy the rest of your work week. Thank you. Bye, thank guys. you very much.